0: Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 42 Still shocked by what she had just been told about Taviana, Julia drank from a bottle of water handed to her by one of the GDF agents. She was emotionally exhausted, lost in her thoughts. She watched in silence and without emotion while the ambulanza emergency medical team passed by with the two injured men wrapped securely on gurneys, wheeled towards the outside exit and an awaiting medical vehicle. Wade did not even lift his head as the captured pursuers, flanked by multiple GDF agents, paraded through. He was deep inside the translated electronic version of the ancient document now in the hands of the GDF. David, the document you sent is very long, detailed, and technical. I will gladly perform a precise word-for-word translation if you wish, but that will take time. Until then, here is a summary of its contents for your immediate use. Wade continued reading, astonished by the words he saw. Andalusia's Summary Translation Describe the details of an official court judgment by the Papal Inquisition in the year 1302. The case adjudicated upon involved accusations of witchcraft brought against Duccio di Buenonsigna by court officials. The accusations were, however, dismissed by the court because of the favorable character testimony of a prominent and respected citizen, Giotto di Bondone. The accused man's freedom was secured by the payment of a fee by the forenamed citizen. The fee paid to the court was a gold medallion of great value, imprinted with the payer's family crest. Wade sat back and lifted his eyes to the ceiling. He felt a chill between his shoulder blades. How could he have been so wrong about Giotto? The great master from Padua was not Duccio's enemy. He was his friend and savior. Chapter 43 Julia and Wade were escorted from the cathedral complex by the GDF and driven to a nearby office building. They were brought to the fourth floor and placed in a plain, generic meeting room with austere furniture, a long table, and several chairs. The room temperature was comfortable, but the atmosphere was cold a sharp contrast to the warm beauty of Florence. They sat in silence, waiting. Wade sensed the persistent ringing in his ears was louder than usual, most likely the after-effect of the gun blast in the dig area. Julia stared straight, hands folded on the table. The now-familiar Agent Orsini suddenly entered the room accompanied by an older woman of ample proportions carrying a tablet sternly dressed, wearing a no-frills pantsuit, unstyled short cropped hair, androgynous glasses, and no makeup. This is Agent Barty. She has been on this case from the moment our two agents went rogue. She knows as much as I do, and perhaps more. She will be taking your statements. Agent Barty shook their hands and sat down facing them. Orsini grabbed the chair to her right and removed his GDF cap, revealing hair thinning towards inevitable baldness. Barty produced a small recording device and placed it between Julia and Wade. Together, they commenced telling the entire story of their adventure. When Wade mentioned the involvement of the Martini brothers, Orsini stopped the recorder. Did you say the Martini brothers? Yes, I did, said Wade. Orsini looked at Barty, then continued. The Martini brothers are well known to us, and have been involved in helping our criminal arts division solve many cases. They use their family fortune to restore and retrieve art. In this particular case, they wanted to retrieve lost panels taken from a medieval altarpiece. Hearing this, Wade was relieved that his client was altruistic and one of the good guys. When Julia concluded her statement, she sat back and listened as Wade addressed the agents with a cascade of questions, hoping to get a waterfall of answers. The missing panels in the tomb. How? When? And why? I think I can help you with that, Mr. Wade, said Barty. And by the way... I am utterly impressed with your deductions and instincts that led you to the missing treasures. Wade nodded with modest appreciation for the compliment. Bardi continued, delivering her words in a flat, monotone fashion. As you know, the intact Maesta was dismantled in 1711, with the main body of the altarpiece remaining at the Siena Cathedral. Many of the upper and lower panels were sold. Disseminated or lost. We now think the lost panels were actually in the possession of Giotto's descendants, who were involved in 18th century excavations of their famous ancestors, Campinelli Bell Tower. We believe they were the ones who placed the panels in the tomb for safekeeping during times of dangerous political upheavals raging on the Italian peninsula. But as generations go by, undocumented acts such as these are often forgotten, waiting to be rediscovered sometime in the future. That explains the who and the how, but tell us about the why, Wade insisted. Family pride, Barty answered. Family pride. When the Giotto family came into possession of the Maesta panels, they felt obligated to protect them during times of strife in order to honor the courageous and generous comportment of their famous ancestor towards his friend and contemporary artist, Duccio. Giotto had acted honorably, and this made them determined to act in the same manner. Satisfied, Wade sat back, lowered his tense shoulders, and let his head slowly drop forward. He closed his eyes, took a deep breath, held it for a moment, Then exhaled. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth